Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever, and uh, on this episode we have uh, my friend, uh, an, an archivist who works at Redacted Major <laughs> Film Studio, uh, Becky. How's it going? Hey, Ryan. How you doing? I am doing okay. How's your week going? Pretty good, except for I didn't tell you when we were talking before, but uh, I went to buy comics today. Uh-huh. And, uh, and... I have a small voice. Oh, you're good. <laughs> and uh, I felt like a total goblin, as you would say, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I asked for recommendations, and I told him I wanted, like, murdery, true crime, right? Uh, graphic novel, and then I told him that I had just finished From Hell. Oh, wow. And the guy gave me this look and was like, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> and then I just felt like a monster. <clears throat> So I'm feeling, like, in the mood for this podcast uh-huh. today. Holy shit. Which, I mean, like, from hell, I tried reading it and tapped out. Like, I, oh, I couldn't... I loved it. Yeah, I, I think it's also... Um, the problem is that I had seen the movie with Johnny Depp first, mm-hmm. and that's what I was expecting. Yeah. It was not that. No, it... there was no, like, trippy time warp. Did no. you get to that part? Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right. That's... Oh, that, yeah, it's been out for years. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what, what have you been, uh, reading? Well, actually, actually, before all that, where, where the fuck are my manners? Uh, the <laughs> question, uh, we like to ask people when they're on the show for the first time is what is your background with horror? Like, how did you get into horror? How did you, like, what was your, what was your, uh, bedrock for that? Okay. So I didn't get into horror until probably my twenties, mm-hmm. now 35. Uh, and that was because I was scared shitless <laughs> of everything. Right. Uh, and I had a best friend throughout elementary, middle school who would, like, at age five, probably like you, could watch any movie and it wouldn't phase her at all. Oh, I was terrified also of everything. Oh, you were? Oh, okay. Oh, oh as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was petrified. Mm-hmm. And I think my, like, ease into it was probably Psycho and The Shining. Nice. So those are, like, ultimate favorites for me and those are those are classy intro movies yeah yeah they're at least good film yeah yeah exactly which psycho like we so um (laughs) at at, at, uh, my my job where i work we uh i i found for some reason for an entire week we've been uh making constant references to dragula by rob zombie because (laughs) we saw um the so the trailer for the vince vaughn psycho uh yeah 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 right and it starts out with, um, like, what's inside the mind of Norman Bates? <laughs> and it, like, flashes a bunch of, like... Spoiler, it's Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it's Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it is Vince Vaughn. And it's, like, and they flash a bunch of images in the trailer where it's, like, creepy bugs and cool ghosts. And then very quickly, a picture of Rob Zombie. <laughs> Yeah, I that should... was in the trailer? It was in the trailer, because <laughs> I, I think he had a song on the soundtrack or something, so okay. it was like a picture of Rob Zombie circa Hellbilly Deluxe, with yes. like the makeup and oh, the I'm beard. Oh, I'm into and... that Rob yeah. Zombie. Oh, oh, as, as are we all. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, what's it, what, you know, what's in the mind of Norman Bates? And then we're just picturing like, you know, Marion Crane is taking a shower, yeah. and then, you know, oh no, it's Norman, and he pulls the curtain aside and he's just, dig through the ditches and burn through. <laughs> I feel like Rob Zombie would have maybe scared Norman Bates. <laughs> He was a little tame. He was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for being a psycho killer. Oh, sure. He was a little tame. Although, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie, uh, uh, Anthony Perkins as uh, Norman Bates, he could get it. I am into it. Oh, well into it. I was talking to the guy at the comic book shop about this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was just you going, uh, Anthony Perkins is kind of a snack. I don't know, man. 
totally into it. Like, Even the one at Universal. Uh huh. When he comes, he steps out of the house and like traces the tram and is like wielding his knife. Right. I'm just blowing kisses. Yeah. 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 You've got like <laughs> a ti- you've got like a Tiger Beat style poster. <laughs> Of Norman Bates up in your locker. Yeah. Or just like, ah, oh, such a dream. And you dude, even post-reveal, when he gives that camera those creepy bedroom eyes, and it's yeah. like, yeah. In the worst can... ending of all time. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Where, where it's, let, let me explain the plot of the movie Psycho for I five have, minutes. I've heard that the studio wanted, um, wanted Alfred Hitchcock to put that in, because mm-hmm. they didn't think that... I don't know if you talked about this before. They didn't think that the audience would understand. Right. And Hitchcock did not want this. Right. So that makes me still love him. It does, yeah. Because it's a horrible ending. Oh, it's a terrible ending. But also, like, uh, I, I, I had uh, fallen down an IMDb trivia hole after I after we'd done oh. Psycho for the podcast. Yes. And yeah, like, that makes so much sense that it was like, hmm, but what if we think moviegoers are real dumb and yeah. we need a guy to literally just stand around <laughs> describing the plot of Psycho? Yeah, we don't. It's a pretty straightforward plot. It, I don't right. think we need it. It's pretty plug and play. I think anybody who's even halfway familiar with Freud can go. Oh, yeah. yeah he wants to fuck his mom. Like it's. Yeah. Everybody knows. Um, but no, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I tried. I I, I watched. Um, I watched Psycho, the uh, the Vince Vaughn one. Yes, and I saw that in high school. Oh, it's in so, the theater. It's so. Bad. I was upset. So I, I lied earlier when I said I got into it in the 20s because I, I actually saw Psycho in my teen nice. years. So I did see the Vince Vaughn one and was very excited because I loved Swingers, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the like 90s. Classic. Yeah, we all loved Swingers. Yeah, and Norman Bates. So yeah. I was like, this is perfect for me. And I watched <laughs> and it was complete shit. Right. But what I was really upset about <laughs> was that it was supposed to be, so I'm like really into historically accurate things. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was very upset because it was supposed to be shot for shot for yes. the Hitchcock. And there was a Walkman <clears throat> in the camera view, and I was just pissed. Oh, oh, Because yeah. I was like, this was not in the original Hitchcock. Th- that wasn't, and neither was Anne Heche's butthole. <laughs> because there was, I was, when I saw the Vince Vaughn Psycho, there was a moment of like, hold up, hold up, hold the fucking phone. That, I am looking at Anne Heche's butthole in the shower scene because she, like... I missed the butthole because I was looking at the Walkman. <laughs> there we go. Episode title right there. Because, like, she dies in the shower and then she's, like, ugh, like, hunched over the lip of the tub. Sure. Straight up b-hole. Oh. Major motion fit picture. Thanks, Gus Van Zandt, for that. We needed that butthole. We, it, crucial butthole. I mean, um, I think Hitchcock would have put... Oh, yeah. Uh... Uh, Janet Lee. Janet Lee. There we go. Thank okay. you. I, I, I knew it was like something Lee, and it was driving me crazy. So yeah. Okay. yeah there yeah. we go. Uh huh. Her. Thank you. I, I I guess he probably wanted her butthole, but couldn't afford it or something. Well, I mean, like, I mean, even with the intro to Psycho, it's like she should have been. They should have been naked, lounging in bed after an illicit yeah. tryst. Yes. Before you know, uh, I'll lick the stamp. Like <laughs> that was as racy as Hitchcock was allowed to go. Was, yeah. I'll I'll lick the stamp. Um, but yeah, no, so like watching that, I think it was honestly like the Psycho remake was, or not even remake, like shot for shot, basically reboot with the exception of the Walkman. Right. Um, Thank you. Never forgive them for that shit. (laughs) Um, I I think it's like an interesting experiment and like what happens if you do a beat for beat remake of a thing? And it's like, you know, what makes a movie good is all the stuff in between, like in the spaces and in the weird things like i don't know go, go into a movie that's not just all right and then we do this plot beat and this plot beat with this camera angle and also Anne Heche's butthole so uh, <laughs> yeah did we did we also did we need a shot for shot remake of psycho that's 
much worse. You so much worse. Let's and, just keep the original. Well, That's so, how I feel about nostalgia film. Well, general. agreed. And also, I, I think replacing Anthony Perkins with Vince fucking Vaughn <laughs> is a choice. It's like the bro Bates. <laughs> yeah. The bro version well, of Norman. Well, yeah, because like in the original Broman Psycho, Bates. Broman. Thank it. you. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, because like the original had, I'm sorry, we're we're, we're gonna get get to the movies in just a second, but I get excited when we talk about Anthony Perkins. Yes, um, specifically, like it, you know, in the original Psycho, you've got the subversive, uh, you know, we're casting a, a teen matinee idol as yes. the killer in this movie, so nobody saw that shit coming. Right. And then you, you know, I'm hi, I'm Gus Van Zandt. I'm going to cast someone in the role of Norman Bates. It's the creepiest looking motherfucker <laughs> in a twenty mile radius. Like, Vince Vaughn looks like a guy who gives you a heavy-breathing 3 a.m. phone call. <laughs> he he looks like a shoe. He is he looks terrible. Yeah, and he's definitely not the unassuming uh, guy next door yes, of Norman Bates. sweet, shrinking violet who's, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah. But Oh, Leo DiCaprio. Oh, thank, thank you, Christina. Yeah, that's, that's who we should have had cast. Right there. Yeah. I'm not a giant <sighs> fan. It would have been perfect. Or maybe even, like, Tobey Maguire I would accept. A young yeah. Tobey Maguire in 1998? Anyway, anyway. So, uh, the, uh, aside from buttholes and Vince Vaughn, let's get into... Uh, but the, not Vince Vaughn's butthole. Not never, ever, ever Vince Vaughn's butthole. Um, the first movie we're going to be talking about is uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes. Well, holy shit. Um, so, th- this was... Uh, which of us was... Was it that suggested Henry? Was it That me? was you. That was... I'm Thank sorry. You. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So... Uh, well, it was because I said, if I'm going to do this, I want, like, a true crime topic. That's right. And so I it's was, kind of my fault. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. what was the first, you know, not, not even the first, but I think, I think like, this to me is one of the first, like, proper serial killer movies yeah. that anybody saw on a wide level. Because, like, previously it was like, you know, you had horror movies and you had, like, sort of murder movies, but, um, okay, so, so the plot centers around basically... Um, Henry Lee Lucas, the real life serial killer, but it's this. The movie is almost like fanfic. Yeah, it really is like Henry blurry Polaroid of a maybe serial killer. <laughs> it's like not really much of a portrait. Low res JPEG of yeah. a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so it's him and his buddy Otis, or Otis, I think, in the movie? Right, which, why not just give him that extra T? Yeah, just and give make him... make him Otis. Exactly. Right. Uh, so, and, and of course, uh, the role of, uh, Henry, uh, played, I think this is one of, wasn't this Michael Rooker's debut role? Yes, Because, like, he was, like, a stage so. guy. Before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think oh, he was acting in plays. like him even more. Yeah. Yeah. And he fucking, well, excuse the expression, kills it. <laughs> As Henry, he because does. like there's, he's got this weird dude energy, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I I felt I'm a little torn on this film in general, mm-hmm. but since doing more research and looking into it more, because we watched this a little while ago now, right? I like it more and more. But mm-hmm. at first, I wasn't so sure about his Henry because it didn't seem like vicious enough. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to be more disgusting and they almost turned him into sort of a uh it was like a um he was like the sweetheart character it was like a love story almost which right. bothered me of course but saying all that mm-hmm. he was great in this role 
and he's in a fantastic actor. I love him. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. like I, I when I see him now, I think of him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, mostly, I go back to Walking Dead. Walking Dead also, yeah. where he plays a racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> racist on the roof. I mean, he has the accent, so I feel like that's what they're always doing with him. Yeah, Henry portrait of a racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will stop doing that gag. <laughs> I promise I will. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, because the movie, the, the way that it ends, so the plot of the movie is that uh, a young... Uh, yeah, let's skip to the end, Ryan. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> so um, a young girl uh, named Becky. Hey! Hey, Becky, how's it going? Hey. Um, and she... All white girls are named Becky. <laughs> it's true. It's actually Schrodinger's Becky. <laughs> yeah. like, they're, they're all both Becky and not Becky. <laughs> um, and so uh, a young girl goes to visit her brother, Otis, who is living with uh, Henry, and Henry and Otis are both down to murder. Right. Well, not Otis to begin with. Right. Though. Otis g- grows into it. And it, I think it's that, like, so Henry has a secret hobby of doing some murder. Yes. And Otis kind of gets into it. And Henry's like, well, fuck yeah. Finally. <laughs> finally, I- we can share an interest. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's us watching the home shopping network and going to bed early and not talking. So at least now we can murder people together. Yeah, you were just this, like, vaguely goofy possibly gay guy that I live with and now we can rape and murder prostitutes this is great what a day wow. and so and so they go to this uh, uh, honestly one of there's a scene in here where it's uh, uh, Otis and Henry and they go to this like skeevy TV and electronics dealer guy who works out of what looks like a U-Haul storage unit. <laughs> Which is easily the best scene in the whole oh, movie. Oh, I was gonna say, what a yeah. what a barn burner of a scene that is. Yes. It's it's delightful. And great music throughout that scene. Oh yeah. I was cheering. I was I was also I was I popped for it. It was great. <laughs> uh, and then of course they, they shove the TV down onto the guy's head and it's you know but it's then, everything you wanted from a TV murder. It's everything you want from a TV murder and then we, we get to you know these honestly this movie uh, proto mumble gore yeah i think it's a lot of people talking in little rooms like it's yes. not the wild bloodbath you would think it was because it's mostly people talking in little rooms and you kind of get a feel for henry the fact that he's a compulsive liar yes and just these weird subtle little things where um somebody holds up like uh, oh, oh uh becky's wearing a shirt and she's like do you like oh. my shirt and it says a thing on it and henry's like what's it say yeah, and it's like, I heart Chicago or yeah, something. Yeah, I heart Chicago and he says, what's it say? It's like, oh, oh, he can't read. Yeah, that was that was a little hard. I, I had a little, like, soft spot in me for, mm-hmm. that, for that part of him. Yeah, but then... Uh, so, <laughs> but then. So, but, but then we get to the worst part of the movie. And by worst, I mean most brutal and hard to watch. Extremely hard to watch. It, man... And now, here's the thing. Uh, this is... Uh, we've done over 50 episodes... Of this podcast alone, hundreds of horror movies. Yeah. I've seen so much disgusting, brutal shit. That scene made me want to turn the TV off and go do something else. Yeah, it got, we were like laughing and making jokes throughout. Yeah, and that yeah. scene, it just kind of, we all got quiet and felt, I felt very dirty. Yeah. After I, that. And, and I'm glad that I felt dirty. Oh, same. I, I was yeah. disgusted. Like, yeah. I just wanted to be somewhere else, not watching this. Right. Yeah. My, uh, I haven't completely lost my moral compass watching that i realized like oh this is fucking terrible and this is what that's one thing about this movie is it is as bleak and as like in your face as maybe a serial killer film should be well yeah but we never see it like that no we don't and honestly i I think the most um uh, uh an example of like a modern day attempt at that kind of thing would for me be like the devil's rejects 
mm-hmm. where it's trying to give you that same experience of these are bad people doing murders. But you've also got fucking, you know, Bill Mosley cracking wise right. and, and Sid Haig being a crusty clown guy. <laughs> and it's still, I mean, it's like, it's brutal and disgusting, but it's also entertaining because it's Rob Zombie and he's a Spencer's t-shirt with a pulse. And I love Rob Zombie, <laughs> but everything has to be showy and fun and he has yeah. to be doing jazz hands at you all the time. Right. And Henry, the way that it's, oh my God, the way that they film it, you don't see it in, all right, so Henry and Otis um, rape and murder a family uh, of people and they, the way, they, they don't show it at, happening in real time. They're showing like home like camcorder footage that they took of themselves doing this and you see it on a tv and it goes on for a while too long oh too yeah and it's even henry i feel like was like dude turn this off i don't need to watch this anymore Uh, you know yeah i see it we're good um but yeah i think it's supposed to go on for too long because you know you don't get to go huh that's disgusting it's just like that's disgusting minutes pass Oh my god, this is disgusting. Can yeah. we please stop? And, and then, if I'm thinking about it later, there was no score to that part nope. as well, right? So it made it even more like real and like this visceral. is this is what murder is. Yes. Like this is um and and the camera pans from the TV over to Otis and Henry sitting on the couch watching it, yes. watching it with glazed, passive dead eyes. Yes. It's just so fucking hard to watch. And then so fast forward, Otis pulls some bullshit, Henry kills Otis, he and Becky are on the lamb together, and this is the bit that actually chills me, like chills my fucking blood, is they're sitting in the car and staring forward, and she says, you know, I love you, Henry, and he goes, I, I guess I love you too. Right. And it's like, and because of part, you know, because you've seen a lot of movies, you think to yourself, oh, I mean, he might have done a bit of the old murder, but he loves her. Yeah, this is where they're going with this. I thought. Yeah, yeah. You thought it was going right. to be natural born killers, right? Right, right. Because we've come to expect that. Uh, and it, it, nope, he kills her. Yeah, it turns out he can't love. Yeah, yeah. It turns out he's a fucking sociopath serial killer. Right. He's Who not. has no feelings. Yeah. I guess I love you because I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I guess I love you because I'm reliably informed that I should, probably. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you don't even get to see him kill her. Just yes. at the end of it. He takes a suitcase out, like a bulging suitcase out of the trunk of the car, puts it on the side of the road. It's obviously her body in there, and he just drives away. Because he's a fucking drifter serial killer. Right, like he's not even trying to hide this one. Or any of them, really. He just leaves the bodies in the alley, or leaves uh, Otis's body in the room to be discovered later. He's he's not slick. (laughs) No, he's not trying to hide this. No, no. Well, I think he even talks in the... In the film, when he's talking to Otis about how to kill people, mm-hmm. is that, doesn't he talk about if you do it a different way every time, they'll never catch up to you? Right, because they can't form a psychological profile right. or an MO or anything. like Yeah, they, and you... that's terrifying to me. Yeah. Because that is why for so long serial killers were able to get away with what they did, mm-hmm. is they were like... Um, uh, like the Night Stalker was just random enough. Yeah, yeah, he was. It was up and down the California coast. Like right, it wasn't in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And did it in different ways to different types of people. Um, and it seems like these guys, you know, sort of took a page out of that book as well. Yeah. Um, although there is, I, I think, the one bit from Henry that we've been <laughs> quoting for the last like two <laughs> weeks is Otis ends an interaction by just going bah, and then and then it abruptly turns on his heel and walks away. Yeah. He puts his trucker hat on and he's like. <laughs> 
bye. Bye. In the middle of a conversation, we're like, all right, all right. bitch, Jeez. I guess you want to leave. <laughs> Damn, all right. That's, <laughs> fuck, that's, that's fine. That's how it is. <laughs> Jesus, Otis. Yeah, bye. he was sort of like a bumbling moron in this film, and he was really funny. Yeah. And uh, then real up fucked up. Up until he wasn't. You know? <laughs> yeah, up until he wasn't. Yeah. And I'm like, not sure the real Otis Tool was a fun-loving <coughs> moron. A fucking fraggle. Like, <laughs> yeah. just this Muppety mustache man. My favorite part is when they're driving after they've stolen... Is it after? Yeah, it must be. After they've stolen the camcorder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And From it, the electronics dealer. Right, and he's like <clears throat> watching a woman walk down the street and... Right is videoing her as they drive by Mm -hmm. and oops uh the video camera gets hit on someone's driver's side mirror and he's like what the hell man (laughs) i was videoing and then because it's the late 70s 80s i'm not exactly sure the vaguely 70s to 80s yes the bleakness of the vague 70s to 80s they he then (laughs) throws the fucking camera out of the window because there's no such thing as littering right. in this time period. No, no. Everybody's just like <laughs> di- like putting out their cigarettes in toxic ways. Yeah, yeah. They surf smog to work in the morning. <laughs> like it was yeah, it was it was it was a lot happening yeah. in, in the seventies and eighties. But yeah, like I that bit where they're bickering in the car, like, well damn it, we could have fixed that. It was yeah. you know, it was like, Well, I it's broken, so we can't now. Yeah. It, it oh my god. And let's be honest, like maybe don't hang your uh, movie camera out the side of the window. Well while cat calling women. Right. Just... Which let's be honest, Otis. Jesus. Otis. Jesus. You're not looking at ladies. No, no. no. You're not fooling anyone. Um, And so, yeah, so, I mean, and so, all right. So if you're sitting at home wondering, like, should I watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? I would say yes, but not with other people. (laughs) Because it's... Only if you're a ghoul. Yeah, only if you're on some real ghoul shit and you're fine with that. Um, Because it was like a fun party atmosphere for, like, the three of us sitting around watching it up until that fucking scene. And then there was two of us watching it in silence. Yeah, just... And yeah, yeah, just dreadful silence. Um, I will say, like, because I, I fell down an IMDb hole about Henry after we watched it, mm-hmm. because like I was like, I feel some kind of way yeah. about this movie that I, I don't know how I feel about it. And the more I read, like, I you know, like, Christina found that bit where it was like, uh, a critic was talking about, like, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes page for it, this one mm. critic was like, you know, after a slew of Friday the 13th movies mm. that hack up teenagers with, you know, like, complete sociopath glee that's like, ah, it's whatever, it's fine, life has no meaning. This mo- this kind of movie was so necessary because yeah. m- human life means something and watching somebody die is not fun. And now, I say this as somebody who watches a lot of horror movies for fun. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, it's the old, it's the Alfred, uh, Alfred Hitchcock thing of like, I think we all enjoy a good murder provided it, is, pro- provided it isn't our own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Henry, I think it's tr- what it's trying to do a very specific thing that I think it totally fucking succeeds at. Yeah, I, I mean, I was not, after we finished it, I thought about it for a while and I, I was like, why is everybody so into this movie? Mm-hmm. Why is it such a big deal? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. It had no point. There was no plot. Right. It's not even historically accurate, which you know, because the Walkman, I'm not so happy about. <laughs> I need accuracy. Uh-huh. But then mm-hmm. I sort of threw all that away and realized, like, hey, man, this is a movie about murder. Right. And maybe it shouldn't feature, like, in Friday the 13th, like, a kid in a wheelchair going down the stairs. Right, right. It's not supposed to make me laugh. 
Yeah, no, nobody's no. supposed to get, like, even even the guy getting the TV smashed on his head, it didn't do the fun, like, yeah. oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That was like, my own moment of, like, thinking that was hilarious. I think we we cheered. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, because we're on some ghoul shit. But, <laughs> yeah. I, but I also wonder if that TV kill was almost to, like, lull us into a false sense of confidence. Yeah. That, like, yeah, man, it's 1985, you're watching a, a, a movie called Henry Portrait of Serial Killer. Oh, no, TV, whoa, death by stereo. Right. And you're like, haha, that's the kind of movie this is. And then the movie goes... Except that it's not. And then yeah. a horrible, brutal, extended murder scene. And maybe we need to talk a little bit, because uh-huh. we both love IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. about how they I'm got so the glad, funding I'm so glad you're here, movie. by the way. Like, this is... Every time... I, watching movies with my buddy Josh, like who's been on the podcast a bunch, like he, I think, actually wants to shoot murder me. That like <laughs> Because we'll be watching a movie, and I'll be looking up the IMDb trivia yes, on my same. phone, and he's just like, God damn it, would you just watch the movie? Yes, my, my poor uh, my poor husband, who has to sit and watch movies with me, mm-hmm. and I try to hide that I'm looking at IMDb <laughs> trivia, because it's gotten to that point. Where I'll like put yeah. it under my shirt and look <laughs> <laughs> because I can't stop. I need to know everything. Right, you gotta bleed it. Dr- so I'm it... really glad that we got to watch together and both do that. Yeah. So yes. is this an archivist tendency for you that like you need to? <laughs> I need to know all of the knowledge. Right, right. You've got to yeah. contextualize everything. You've yeah. got to know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or because I do photo archives, um, I look at a face and I'm like, who is this face? I need to know who this person is uh-huh. because that is part of my job. And now I just can't stop. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah, you can never turn it off. No. Um, but wait, I, I'm so sorry I interrupted you about Oh, yeah. Again. So so how the movie was financed. Remember mm-hmm. we looked into this about, yeah. uh, it was supposed to be money to make a documentary, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. about uh, wrestling. Professional wrestling, yeah. Professional wrestling. So I, when I found that, I, I emailed it to Ryan because I was like, this is your perfect movie. <laughs> right. Uh, and I feel like we got a bit of that professional wrestling with the TV on head. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> like yeah, that was, that yeah. was the one time the producer that gave the money for professional wrestling had his like, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were like, listen, I thought we'd just do a, a straightforward thing. They they, uh, they they slit the guy's throat, uh, bam, bam, boom, everything perfectly fine. And then they were like, no. No. No, we need you to either, we've got a list of acceptable deaths for, a man, for an electronics dealer in a shed. <laughs> yes. And one of them is TV on head. So right. you need to do that. You could hit him with a chair before, but we just need that TV yeah, on that head. Yeah, we just just give us yeah. that, and you can do your gritty examination of violence and sociopathy. Sure. Just yes. give us the TV. Yes. Um, now, so if we're looking at where we would be putting this on the list. Okay. Uh, now, if I'm starting with, uh, hmm, this is a tough one. I like that the list is also titled The List. The, oh, yeah. Oh, you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> our, the, our listeners at home can't, can't see it, but we've got a Google Doc, yeah, ominously titled The List. <laughs> Um, now if, all right, all right, all right, let's start, uh, we need, all right, let's start with, uh, if we're going with gritty violence, let's start with Green Room as a floor. Have you seen Green Room? I haven't, because I, if I'm not mistaken, it's body horror. No, no. Oh, it's not. Maybe I need to see it, because I, I can't do body horror. Oh, no, no, yeah, it's not body yeah. horror, but it is, it is grisly as shit. Okay. Like, it's, um, there, like, horrible things happen to bodies, but it's not body horror, you know what Okay, I mean? like, okay. Nobody, nobody's bodies are doing weird shit, they're just getting hacked up. Okay. So, so that's fine. Um, all right, all right. Let's go with. Well, you you tell me, and then maybe we can talk it through. Okay. Uh, have you seen audition? No. Okay. Have you seen? This is going to be the problem of this. No, no. It's good. It's good. Uh, have you seen Phantasm? No. Have you seen uh, Children of the Corn? No. Have you seen Saw? Have I seen anything on this list? Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. actually, let, let's. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Um, scan this list and see if there's. If, <laughs> is there something you've seen on this list? Is there something you've seen on this list? Uh. I have seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. There we go. All right. In a very different tone. <laughs> no, it's great. They're both uh, examinations of masculine. And I've seen Black Christmas. The, there we go. Okay. Wait, wait. The, the 1974 or the... the yes. Oh, excellent. Because okay. we, we also did the, the remake that I hate. Yeah. Um, all right. You know what? Rocky Horror and Henry are both uh, examinations of um, masculinity. Sure. Uh, interpersonal yes. relationships. Oh, I like how you're connecting this. Um, pageantry. You know, that's uh, uh, presentation, the way things... Pageantry is really our second <laughs> film. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. One, oh, oh my God. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about the second one. Um, so I think Rocky Horror Picture Show yes. is better than Henry. I agree. Uh, because, uh, now, now, why do you why do you think? I want to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show again. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but and then, and then of course like part of me is like, well, I mean, isn't that like a point in Henry's favor that like it's so effective at True. making you uncomfortable? Yes. That, you know, you you see it once and you're kind of good. Musicals make me uncomfortable as well. Uh huh. But in a very different way. <laughs> right. So. No, yeah. But I do feel like it it has a longer staying power uh-huh it influenced more rocky horror mm-hmm. people are going to midnight movies not of henry portrait of zero Billy. man imagine the people that would go to a midnight oh. showing of henry i do not want to be at that midnight oh, showing oh man that no <laughs> no imagine man imagine a, a crowd of people <laughs> watching yes. that scene and what would they dress like what? oh god well they dress like me first of <laughs> me? all with my torn jeans and my Young Bucks t-shirt. There would be, I mean, every store would be sold out of I Heart Chicago t-shirts, first <laughs> right. of all. Right, first of all. But then yeah. also, um, it makes me think of the fact that when uh, Henry debuted at a film, uh, uh, at a film festival, I forget which mm. one, was it, was it Ken or was it, anyway, it was Did a, it get up that high? It was a big film festival. Wow. Um, and apparently a lot of people left during that scene. Okay, so maybe, because I could see a stuffy crowd leaving. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, not even stuffy, like a reasonable yeah, crowd true, that was true. like, I would rather die than continue watching this. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and this is the bit that makes me, you know, sort of like, oh, you goddamn edgelords, was the fact that Henry didn't get busted by the cops at the end, and he doesn't get his comeuppance, he sure. doesn't... He kills Becky and leaves her on the side of the road. How dare he? How dare he? Uh, and and somebody came, uh, allegedly, according to IMDb trivia, <laughs> uh, came up to the director afterward and was like, you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. And then the director just looked at him and said, we just did. We just did. Of course he said that. You fucking, you jamoke. We, <laughs> he's been praying somebody yeah. would say you can't do that. He's but been, I am glad that they didn't. Oh, it, at the end. Same. Sure. I, because, well, I mean, it makes me think of Gone Girl and, like, a lot of complaints that people mm-hmm. have with Gone Girl where they're like, but I hate it because she she doesn't get busted for doing all of this stuff. Like, she never gets her comeuppance. And it's like, you fucking joker. Yeah. She doesn't need to. Right. That's not the kind of story this is. Like, right. You don't need to have the Aesop ending, you know? Yeah, it turns out this is, like, a more realistic yeah. ending. Yeah. And bad guys get away with shit all the time. Yes. Um. Now, I would say... Um, all right, have you seen Your Next? Yes, and I love that film. There we go. All right. Do you think Your Next is better than Henry? Or do you think Henry was more effective at the thing that was doing? Oof. Does Your Next say anything really about society? Not a goddamn no. thing. Do I like it more? Yes. That works. Listen, but, Friday, the, the Friday night test is a perfectly valid metric. Yeah, but I feel like it is saying something, and it's a realistic-ish portrayal, mm-hmm. not of those people. Right. Historical accuracy. <laughs> right. Uh, so maybe it's better. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I Friday Night Test, I would way rather watch Ty West get shot in the head with a crossbow yes. than see Henry again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm putting that... And now also, of course, I mean, you know, you could go with like, well, that means it's effective at what it's doing. Like, okay, if it's effective at making me never want to watch it again... Yeah. I'm putting... It was effective. It was effective. And, and <laughs> I, I salute I, I salute it for that. I also think that Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight is better than Henry because it is... First of all, I think one of the most underrated horror movies of the 90s. Have you seen? I haven't. I really need to. Oh, man. You got, you got Billy fucking Zane. Oh, I love Billy He's Zane. He's so... And, and, and especially in Demon Knight, he is such a fucking delight of a person to watch in He that makes role. his own luck, Ryan. He, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that from Titanic. <laughs> I do, and I remember but the... he makes his own luck. He makes his own luck, and he steals a child <laughs> to get on the lifeboat. He made his own luck, Ryan. He made his own luck by stealing a child. <laughs> he proved it to you. He lived at the end, like <laughs> he Henry. He did. And then he killed himself on the stock market crash. But the important Sh- thing... Oh, that's right. He, he, wanted, it the, he wanted it the most. He stole a child. That's <laughs> so- just what it takes sometimes, Ryan. <laughs> <coughs> I support that. Now, all right, here's where I draw the line, however. Um, the Mutilator, I do think it's a little bit better than The Mutilator, and I love The Mutilator, um, but I think Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, like, it's also kind of the first of its kind. Yes. As far as, you know, like, this is the groundwork for stuff like, you know, stuff that David Fincher would do later on, mm-hmm. is this kind of, not not quite nihilistic, because I don't think Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is nihilistic, but the kind of... Henry may have been. Oh, Henry was certainly nihilistic. Yeah. And especially in the way that he describes his worldview, that, you know. But I think it's a little bit better than The Mutilator, not as good as Billy Zane, <laughs> uh, as a hammy demon. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I haven't seen The Mutilator, but I'm looking at the list, and it is then two, well, three, I guess, above Black Christmas, Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Excellent. All right. Which is good. Which, by the way, you got to see The Mutilator. It's Really? um, It sounds like a movie I'm not going to like, right? Oh, oh, it's so much fun. Because, I mean, it's called The Mutilator, but uh, here's the thing. They made an intro for this movie when it was still called Spring Break. That's a very different movie. Very different movie. They changed the title later on, but they've got this, like, Spring Break, like, this delightful, poppy girl, like, girl rock song opening up the movie, and it's great, and it's so... Okay, so maybe I will like it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, coming in at our new number 64 is Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Also, please direct uh, any uh, death threats or hate... (laughs) For this ranking to uh, Rank and Vilecast on Twitter, I am I know at least two people that will be very upset yeah, that sure I ranked this movie at number 64. Um, but here's the thing. I had to watch that scene in a room full of people and it made me want to die, so I bear it ill will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the next movie, oh my god. We I'm... needed a palate cleanser, Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh my god. The next movie, I am so goddamn excited. Theater of Blood from 1973, starring Vincent Price. In all of his majesty. Oh my, he <laughs> is wilding the fuck out in this movie. The amount of gifs that can be made from his faces. <laughs> oh my, he is... Astronomical. Yeah, he's a one-man animated gif in this movie. So, uh, holy shit. Uh, so, Theater of Blood, the plot of it is that uh, there is a guy who's Vincent Price who is doing murder on London theater critics uh, in uh, methods similar to methods used in the plays of William Shakespeare. So you get a guy getting a pound of flesh cut off. You get a guy getting drowned in a barrel of Malmsey wine. You've got 
Like, a guy whose dogs get baked in a pie, t- Titus Andronicus style. The cutest little mini oh. poodles I've ever seen. It, 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 that, that part of the movie actually made me go, oh, no, puppies. That was sad, that was sad, because he also had to eat them. He did, he did. They, they, they shoehorned those dogs into that guy's <laughs> mouth with a funnel. They did, they um, funnel horned it. They're funnel horning the dogs, man. It's that's that's what it's like out here in London if you're a film or a theater critic. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's this guy who, uh, two years prior to the events of the film, um, leapt dramatically to his death in an opera cape. I mean, I didn't think that like Shakespearean suicide could be more dramatic because that's dramatic in and of itself. Uh huh. And then you have a wraparound balcony. You do. And an opera cape. <laughs> And a giant statue that are you are suggestively rubbing with your hands. Oh, he is he is working that hog, <laughs> and and the thing is, and he's doing he's like got the 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 this award for actor of the year that he got snubbed for in favor yes. of this upstart crow who came came <laughs> Ooh, in and hey, yeah, there yeah, see, I, I've 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 read books. Well done. I, I see. And so he's on the balcony with the thing as he's getting clowned by all of the critics. And they're just, oh, like, yes. fucking, like, pointing and making the dismissive J.O. motion at this opera-caped <laughs> doofus on the fucking balcony. Right, which I would have done as well. Who is delivering the to-be-or-not-to-be speech <laughs> on the balcony as he's, like, motioning like he's going to leap to his death. And then he leaps to his death. Yeah. Uh, but not... <laughs> and at the same time, right. his daughter goes, ah! <laughs> and pushes her face into the glass. Yeah, she. Yeah, she, it's like Les Miserables levels of, I need to cram this camera directly <laughs> into my brain. Extreme close-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, all the film, or film, I keep saying film critics. How all dare of, you? My, my God. Uh, all of the theater critics are like, oh, shit, and because he just leapt over the side and landed in the water and is presumed dead. Right. And but they have not seen Batman Returns. Right, right. They haven't seen Batman Returns because, what, what, all right, so... No, that was your call, so I'm gonna let you take that. Oh no, okay, so I, well, well, okay, we realized while watching Theater of Blood that, uh, so when, um, Lionheart, the, 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 which, goddamn, this fucking catty queen, (laughs) this bitch, fucking, first, he, he washes up, uh, presumably on the banks of the Thames, and is discovered by a roving pack of, like, feral, people yeah they're like street urchins from dickens <laughs> right yeah they're, yeah they're magpies wandering yeah. the banks of the thames and we realize that they're basically the penguins from batman returns <laughs> that they like fish him up out of the water and take care of him and they're his family now lol yeah. yes and they do his bidding they obviously do, yeah, yeah, no, just they, like the penguin exactly like the penguin uh and so he sets about um, gruesomely murdering all of these critics for tanking his career and giving him bad reviews and snubbing him for actor of the year in 1970. And holy shit, these deaths. Like, I want to have as much fun doing anything yes. ever in my life as Vincent Price looks in Theater of Blood. I feel like he, in his mind, was killing all of his bad critics <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Making all these schlocky horror films. So, what what was your favorite death? Oh, fuck if you could me. pick one, I all right, all right. If I'm picking my favorite death, I gotta go with. It's not even a death; it's an almost death. There is a scene where he hunts down one of the critics at like the local YMCA or whatever, <laughs> yeah. 
And the fencing. The fencing, right. The fencing club, which is also a gym. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is also a basketball court. Which is also, we find out, a trampoline studio. Also a trampoline studio, also step aerobics. <laughs> and they've, they've got, so uh, he finds this one critic, and he, uh, the critic walks in to the giant gym, and uh, Lionheart is standing there, fencing at nothing, while <laughs> screaming like a fucking <laughs> madman. And the guy's like, hey, what's... You doing a... What's going on, man? You doing okay? And the guy's like, haha, you want to fence with me? By the way, it's me, fucking Lionheart. And he but like, you forgot his horrific, like, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle <laughs> accent that he's got going oh, on. Oh, yes, I am fencing. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Russian French? Yeah, it's it's the bad Kermit it's... from the Muppets <laughs> movie. <laughs> That's what it was. <coughs> Holy shit. <coughs> oh, no. They've killed you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so, and then they have, um, a giant fencing scene, like, what, Laertes and Hamlet? Were they going for that, they, or was They it... were going for Romeo and Juliet, which we oh. completely forgot about that scene. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, with Tybalt and Mercutio. And, um, so this scene has them running around the gym, jumping on trampolines, <laughs> flip-flopping. Backflips. Oh my god, their work rate in this scene is fucking incredible. Like, they're, <laughs> they are doing the most. And then Vincent Price gets him on his back, and he's about to kill him, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna kill you yet. I'm gonna keep fucking with you, <laughs> and make your life worse, and It then... might be a week, it might be a month. Yeah. But you're definitely gonna go out of focus for a second while <laughs> yeah. you pass out. Yeah, like, listen, live every day like it's gonna be your last, because that might happen eventually. Yeah. I'm not good with schedules, but I will, I will kill you. So just keep that in mind. We need this movie to be 20 <laughs> minutes longer, so it will be later. Yeah, which I think is exactly what happened with the movie Hush, that it was like, hey, I could break in there and kill you. Or I could not yeah, for yeah. an hour for purposes. Right. Whatever, fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to bother you for yeah. the next few days. Um, and so anyway, so as it uh, ramps up, you realize that Lionheart's daughter is, uh, you know, she's fiercely devoted to her father, and she's helping uh, bring all of these critics to their death. She's also fierce. Oh, she is. Listen, this movie belongs to the gays. Yes. It's, now, Theater of Blood, like, the level of theatricality in this, this was my favorite season of RuPaul's Drag Race, was Theater of Blood. Category is... Vincent Price. Vincent Pr- I'm I'm giving you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 it's it's amazing because like the honestly, okay, I'm looking it up right now. The costume designer for Theater of Blood. Incredible. Oh my god. We didn't talk about her costume when she's dressed as Renfield basically. Oh, please, let's talk about that uh, costume. So she's got she's serving uh <laughs> she's serving as he's serving Disco Stew. Disco Stew realness, yeah. Just goes to realness. <laughs> and she's got, uh, always got glasses on, always wearing the shades indoors, mm-hmm. big afro, uh, cravat, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Perhaps yeah. Perhaps an ascot. Oh, there's definitely an ascot. In, I want to say she has, like, some giant blingy, and I'm so upset that I use that word. Oh, please. No, no, blingy it perfectly describes it. Necklace, uh-huh. possibly a dollar sign. Maybe I'm just making her a Halloween costume of a pimp. Oh, wait. I don't know. <laughs> which is what she looked like. Which, which, listen, there's a bit in here where Lionheart literally looks like Huggy Bear from Starsky <laughs> yes. and Hutch. He's got the big floppy hat. He's yes. got... Oh, my God. Okay, so costume design by Michael Baldwin. And God bless you, Michael Baldwin. Bless you and all of your works. He's also worked on Wurzel Gummidge. Best name ever. Which, best name ever. Also, Max fucking Headroom. Oh. And, oh my god, hardware. Hardware, which we have on our list at 
Yeah. Oh. At number 133. Oh, Shit. there we go. This guy did fucking hardware. My God. His um, last film. His last film. My God. Rip in peace. Um, <laughs> so um, at, at the film, it, we, get, we get toward the ending, and everybody is wise to Lionheart's shit because they're like, oh, everybody's dying like it was a Shakespeare play. I wonder who this could be. And then they, <laughs> yeah. you know, they hunt him down to this place where he's like holding full court in his fucking Phantom of the Opera robe. <laughs> oh my God. This bitch. Fabulous. And it's it's amazing. And, and, and everybody, they come in and uh, he's about to torture his last critic to death. And while, you know, telling him like, give, we're, I'm going to stage a new version of the awards where you should have given me best actor and you didn't. And I'm going to stab your eyes out if you don't. And the guy's like, Lol, get fucked. <laughs> the slowest moving contraption ever Which th- to take his eyes out. This movie's a love letter to, like, Rube Goldberg device murder. <laughs> it's true. It's just constant machine murder. Yeah, you have to stab a bag of sand, which lets go of the sand excruciatingly slow. Yeah, because... So these daggers can point at this guy's eyes for an extra five minutes. And Yeah, and gouge his eyes out. And then meanwhile, it's like, he's trying to get the guy to like, no, say that I won. And the guy's like, eat a fucking fart, my guy. <laughs> yeah. and eat it's a bag like, of dicks, yeah. price. And yeah, yeah, and so his daughter like slits the uh, the bag of sand, very like a very, a very small slit in the bag so that the sand drains out slowly and it moves ominously. Anyway, the important thing here, the, 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 the takeaway... The guy lives, unfortunately. I really wanted to see that guy die. Yes. Um, because here's the thing. That's just dumb. If a guy has you tied up in a murder machine, <laughs> and he's like, just say that I'm the best boy. Fucking say he's the best <laughs> boy. Yes, everyone would say he's the best. Why wouldn't you say, yes, you're the prettiest and the best boy in all of jolly old London town? Please let me out of this death machine. Because being a theater critic is about being honest uh-huh. and upstanding, oh, obviously. Oh, oh. And listen, all there, according to this movie, all there is to do in London is go to a Shakespeare play and complain about Shakespeare plays. Yes, and That's... quote it while murdering people. <laughs> also constantly quoting Shakespeare. Yes. Um, and so he, his daughter dies, and it's sad, and he's on the roof of the thing, and then it collapses, and he dies in the burning building because also his feral pack of miscreants decide that fire is awesome. Yes. And they decide, and everything is getting burned down. There's a lot of great pyrotechnics in this film, mm-hmm. and a lot of great um, false door, trap doors, springing into action doors. Oh. I don't know if you remember that one death. They're standing on a stage, and there's like a trampoline potentially. That guy gets pop tarted up into <laughs> yes. the air, into a bunch of minions who <laughs> slap him and touch him, and right. is every Englishman's nightmare. <laughs> And they're just oh, touching oh his ew, face ew, ew, over and me. over, yes. Yeah. Until he's, I think he was stabbed. Yeah. No? Well, wait, he got... He was pop-tarted. He was, yeah, he got pop-tarted up into the air, got um, fondled by urchins. Yes. And then was... Oh, wait, was he the guy that got his heart cut out? Oh, he may have been. He might, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the important thing here is that Theater of Blood is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> number Number one on the list... Uh, above Halloween, above Texas Chainsaw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. above Jaws. Yeah. Theater of Blood. Sheer joy. Nineteen seventy. Oh, it's, listen, this is a movie you could take your mom out to. Yeah. Like, it's delightful. There's a kind of weird, infectious joy in Theater of Blood, where you're just like, I'm having so much goddamn fun watching this. And really great acting from Vincent Price. Dude, he's out here. Yes, I'm watching him going, okay, Edward Lionheart or whatever, mm-hmm. something Lionheart. Mm-hmm. 
why were these critics so rough on him? He's giving the fucking performance of his life. Right. And that's the thing at the end when he's like, listen, you're going to give me that award. You fucking know why? I mind tricked a guy into killing his <laughs> wife today. For some bullshit Critics' Choice Award. <laughs> Come on. Because I got snubbed for a Critics' Choice Award, a thing that is paid attention to by exactly me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I, I killed a guy... I've, listen, I, I did a performance of, of Titus Andronicus where I baked a dude's dogs and yes, made him eat the it. cutest dogs. And because of that, that was the greatest performance ever of Shakespeare, and you're going to yes. give me the goddamn award. And the guy's like, lol, no. Yeah, I would have stood out from my dagger chair yep. and gave him a fucking round of applause. Yes. Yes, he wanted it the most, and he's Vincent Price. And the acting on Vincent Price's part, he is, I'm, oh my god. It's like watching a dolphin jump in the ocean. <laughs> You know, like it's it's like watching a dog <laughs> running and their face flapping Aww. in the breeze is watching Vincent Price in this movie. Like this is what this is goddamn acting. This is so much fun. And he's having the greatest time of his life. Yeah, um, and then also apparently now what's 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 weird to me? Apparently this movie used like six gallons of fake blood. I don't know where that went. No, it's not a very bloody film. No. Like, you would think that a movie called Theater of Blood with Vincent Price is like, all right, well, let's fucking... The theater is made of fucking blood. Yeah, Grand Guignol, like, let's fucking go for it. And it's like, well, I mean, it's gimmick death, and there's a little bit of blood, but it's not that bloody. No, he he trails a man's nipple a few times, and blood is drawn <laughs> from a sword. Yeah. Uh, a some, couple times. Some light knife play, you know? Yes. Like, it's the, nothing weird. There's, no. a, there's a guy that gets dragged behind, his his body gets dragged behind oh, a horse. That may be all the that, gallons of blood. That, <laughs> that was a pretty bloody they just, death. They filled that guy's coat with three milk <laughs> gallons of blood and just let, <laughs> and just let it drip out of his body on the way. For the cobblestone. Yes. He showed up a man's funeral. Man. All right, that's fucked up, though, <laughs> is they're, they're already having the funeral for the last guy who died. <laughs> And then another guy pulls, a body pulls up to the funeral getting dragged behind horses. Like Clydesdale horses <laughs> run by yes. this funeral. It's like, way to upstage me even in death, yeah. you fucking monster. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And and then also it's great because like the, the, the London critics are th this effete coven of fucking <laughs> decadent ghouls who are all just like, all they do is live to do like, sick bon mots on people <laughs> and swill their brandy glasses and sneer. Well, let's be honest. This is the life we all want. Oh, 100. What, being in a coterie of assholes? <laughs> yes. Just these fucking, yeah. Wearing these... hats that look like Jamiroquai's tennis ball. <laughs> I want this. Oh, my God. That one, like, that 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 lady's hat. Yes. By the way. And that man's strawberry shortcake uh, <sighs> tux. Yes. Oh, give my God. Give me all of this. It's honestly... If, if for no other reason, even, all right, listen, if you're listening to this episode, if we've just described Theater of Blood to you, that ain't the half of it, I promise <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, no. Getting pop-tarted up into the air, <laughs> dog pies, <laughs> fucking bizarre outfits, it's so much better than we're making it out right the now. The amount of cravats. Oh my you God. You just have to show up for this. Christopher Lee in The Wicker Man wishes <laughs> yeah. he had this level of cravat in his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, honestly, like, I think the only, my main beef with the thing is that I didn't totally buy the emotional beat at the end between Lionheart and his daughter. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, yeah. this movie was slapstick goofery from top to bottom, total insanity. And then, of course, there's that moment of, like, you know, so you know that thing with, like, a lot of comedies where 
it's funny until there has to be a moment in the thing where it is serious. Right. And nobody's laughing, and it has to have some kind of solid foundation of, like, things matter in this world. And for a thing to be funny, not everything can be funny. There have to be some things that matter. And I feel like the ending of the movie, where it's him holding his daughter, and they're quoting Shakespeare at each other as she's dying. And I feel like that was supposed to have gravity, and it yeah. kind of wasn't there for me. I almost cried a little, but I am a crybaby. Me too. I al- I also almost cried. Yeah. But the reason I didn't cry was because I was like, ah, but... It's theater of blood. Yeah, it's... and then he, like, proceeded to, after this death, proceeded to uh, King Kong up the side of the <laughs> yes. building with her thrown over the side. Which is why I didn't cry, because I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, if this continues longer, I already cry every time for King Lear. Uh-huh. I'm gonna cry. And then King Kong, and then I didn't cry. Right. Yes. Be- because he's dragging his dead daughter's body up the side of a building and then going to make the most dramatic version of his death because he is the most (laughs) like he is oh my god he's mr extra with three x's this mostly just makes me want to see category is vincent price (laughs) like i want to see drag queens like doing bits from vincent price movies now because and of course vincent price who was in real life bisexual like i feel like this is a guy who can do a thing like theater of blood without needing to maintain his masculinity in the way that I think a lot of other kind of similar dudes to Vincent Price yeah. might have done during the period. Yeah, he could get away with the level of camp. Yeah. But also, at, for as campy as it was, which mm-hmm. it was, he also maintained that character throughout where I feel like it was very campy, but his character wasn't really. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is a character who obviously is a shady bitch who lives for the drama, yes. but also he takes what he's doing so seriously. Yes. He is willing to commit murder for the theater. God damn it. For the fucking culture. Oh, like, he's... Yes. He... Uh, Bravo. Like, yeah, he's a ridiculous character, but also he cares the most. And I think yeah. that's that's what that's what sells it for me. So, all right. So if we're putting this somewhere on the list, this is going to be a tough one for me. So obviously, I think it goes without saying, this is way better than Henry. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Because listen, listen, it's 2018, we live in a nightmare dimension. Yeah. I need some goddamn joy in my life. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I don't want to see Henry because, for God's sake. We live in a bleak enough time. Exactly right. Um, so, all right, let's 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 start with the thing. Have you seen Army of Darkness? Yes. All right. Which, so if we're going with slapstick, ridiculous horror comedy. Yeah. Are we going with Army of Darkness or Theater of Blood? Oh, that is tricky because... I love Ash mm-hmm. more than I, oh God, mm-hmm. more than I love uh, Lionheart. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's a better character. Yeah. Both of whom have a stunning lack of self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Ash Williams yeah. and Lionheart from right. Theater of Blood. Oh, tricky. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. What I, do you think? Well, now I'm tempted to put Theater of Blood above Army of Darkness because... I had more fun watching it because I feel because here's the thing army of darkness I feel like there are a lot of moments in the thing where Sam Raimi is very consciously trying to make you go haha this movie's awesome yeah and I think theater of blood just is that right it's not trying to make you think anything it's not pandering to anybody no it's, that's true yeah I think it's it's like listen we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna do prop comedy yeah we're gonna have bizarre outfits Vincent Price losing his fucking mind <laughs> 
And having... pretty decent gore. Oh, great. For the gore that was. Dude, the lady that gets her head fried? Amazing. Really good fried head makeup. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I'm f- purely for, like, I think this movie is awesome because it, do- it doesn't know how not to be. As a movie with Vincent Price about Shakespeare murder, naturally that's going to be fucking great. Right. Um, I think it's better than that. I think it's better than, um, wait, where was I, where was I just looking? Oh yeah, Children Children of the Corn. I think it's honestly, okay, have you seen- Whoa, you're going this far up. I kind of- I'm surprised by you. Yeah, I kind of am. Let's see. Okay, Hellraiser. Do you think it's better or worse than Hellraiser? I cannot watch Hellraiser. Okay. So that's all you. All right. Well, there we go. I just, it's too disgusting. Now, now here's the thing. Uh, I'm not so high on funny games from 2007 because I think, imagine the scene from uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer with the family being murdered for an entire movie, but also it's boring, but also it's supposed to be boring, but also it's like, haha, we're breaking the fourth wall and a honestly insufferable way so it's definitely not aptly named exactly no no No. these games are not yeah boring tedious games (laughs) however i don't think it's better than hellraiser no i don't think you can say that yeah especially because if we're going with like british american productions um i think hellraiser is probably better than theater of blood because it's actual it's a kind of horror that's meant to actually be scary and not that a horror movie has to be, like, super serious, obviously. Right. But I think Theater of Blood is meant to be a delightful little, you know, cheeseburger of a horror movie. Yes. It's fun. It's great. You're out in an hour and 45 minutes. Yes. Um, and I think Hellraiser is, I don't know, I, th- I think both in terms of the practical effects, in terms of a lot of the acting, because I think Vincent Price kills it in Theater of Blood, and there aren't any weak performances, but I think no. it's mostly a Vincent Price vehicle. Yes. Which is fine. Because yeah. he's Vincent Price, um, but I think Hellraiser is a little is a lot more ambitious. Yeah. Because it's it's going for a thing that it knows is not necessarily going to work half the time, but it takes a lot of really scary chances, and I think for that, I gotta put Hellraiser above Theater of Blood. Yeah, and also for legendary status of Hellraiser, and also because. My uh, spouse would murder me in my sleep if I put this above Hellraiser. Right, right. That right. which is which is which is fair. Yeah. Although uh, although I am also putting it above Reanimator and Return of the Living Dead. Oof, so, man, yeah. I'm glad you're doing it because yeah. I do not want this hate mail. L- listen, I will I will be your lightning rod of hate. <laughs> I, I will listen. Abuse me on Twitter. It's fine. I every single morning I log on uh, to the rank and vile Twitter, just going like, all right. Who did I have said? Oh no, really? No, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really get. Be that. nice to run. Oh no, I, I don't catch that much hell, but I feel like sometimes <laughs> I, I have to get on with the fucking spicy take, and I alienate half of our audience <laughs> every time. I'm like, man, fuck this one movie, and then it's like, oh no, everybody loves that movie. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. coming in at, you know, this is a good showing. Uh, our new number forty-one Woo. is Theater of Blood from 1973, starring Vincent Price. Yes. Becky. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. It was fun. Holy shit. Um, so, uh, is, is there a place online that you would care for anybody to be able to find you, or is it do not come to my house? Do not come. I am not home. Mm-hmm. I will not answer that door. Uh-huh. That's fair. But thank you very much. I, that, that's it's, it's, it's a good policy. I, I shouldn't... Yeah. I feel like uh, please do not come to my house is just a great thing across the board to have as a policy. <laughs> yeah. So, Rank and Vile, you can find us online at Twitter at uh, Rank and Vile Cast. And then on Tumblr and Instagram at Just Rank and Vile. Uh, I know we didn't get to any uh, listener requests uh, this episode, but 
we dearly love listener requests and we love doing them. Um, I, I would say, like, what, half of the top ten we have right now were because of listener requests? Yeah, it's great. So if you want to send listener requests and there's a movie that you are desperate for us to talk about, you're going to want to send that to rankandvilecast at gmail.com. Uh, and then, you know, usually we do that toward the end of the episode, and then we're like, oh no, and we sort of read it out and do that. Now, uh, also, uh, wait, no, that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> Have a good week, folks.